Welcome to the Parded Podcast. This is yet another episode of what I think is a very powerful motorcycle-oriented podcast. But I would write, I'm biased. What I'm not biased towards is the topic that I'm talking about today, and that's off-roading. Now, my history of riding motorcycles off-road is zero. I've never really done it. I've been scared of it for a long time, and you know, for the longest time, there weren't even motorcycles in India that would happily go off-road so that you could learn stuff from them. You could drag them off-road, and most motorcycles will handle it if you do it like that. In fact, if you haven't caught it yet, see the video that we did with Triumph Tiger 900 and the Street Triple R, and Varun was forced to ride off-road with it. He did have a hard day out while he was uh, filming and traveling that distance, but at the end of the day, he did go off-road on a Street Triple R. Would he do it again? Probably not. But did it do it? It did. Did he damage the motorcycle or himself in the process? Not even a little bit, right? Why is off-roading such a huge topic? Well, first of all, I think what has happened over the last six to eight months is that we finally have options of motorcycles that do go off-road quite well. Me, the king of that is the Hero Expulse because it is just so good off-road as stock. I mean, at the rally kit, it really is something special. But above that, now you have the Himalayan, you have the 250 Adventure, the 390 Adventure, the 310 GS, and other motorcycles that do have more than residual off-road capability. You might need to modify them a little bit in terms of adding tires and stuff, but they do go off-road really well. And talking about modifications, we do have a podcast episode dedicated to modifying your motorcycles. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It'll give you some good ideas there as well. But my point today is, off-roading is a great sport primarily because it's the most accessible sport in motorcycling possible. Okay. In theory, you can take everything from a Splendor onwards, put a slightly different set of tires on it. And if you look on Amazon, I think Ralco makes a set of knobbies that are really cheap and they work really well. And therefore, one small cheap mod and you have a motorcycle that will go off-road and do some stuff for you. Now, in a lot of people's head, off-roading is something like motocross or supercross, which is jumping things and heel clickers and knack-knacks. And it's definitely not that. Off-roading is simply continuing to ride once the road has ended and that could be a simple trail which the tractor uses to go to the farm every day. It could be something more complicated where, I don't know, the MTV guys are using to do gravity runs or it could be a really technical trail which requires a lot of skill. But the fact of the matter is, India is such a large country and we have so much dirt that it is the most accessible sport. I mean, my friend Josh lives in Mumbai and they go off-roading with friends every weekend and they almost never hit the same trail twice because there's just so many options. There are so many Pagdandis, two tracks that they can find around the planet that they can just go and have a good ride. And remember, we've said this before, be nice when you're out there because these Pagdandis, two tracks, etc. belong to the locals and you don't want to be uh, an ass there and make a fool of yourself or, you know, represent motorcycling badly. So you do have to be considerate to the fact that this is their space, but you can definitely share it and use it. Right? I would also tell you that there is an app called GRIT, the Great Indian Trail, which was made by my friend Santosh, who also runs Motorcycle Travelers Meet. Uh, the last I checked with Santosh, uh, between him and his volunteer group and all of that, they had 33,000 kilometers of documented trails with stay options and food options marked on the app. Think about it, that's 33,000 kilometers of off-roading that is available to you, and not all of it is super complicated that requires specialist motorcycles. It's just travel stories that you could do for yourself on a motorcycle, knowing that 99% of what you're going to be riding is not tarmac. Okay, there are technical sections, there are difficult challenges and all of that, but they are marked and they are difficult trails that are marked, but there are easy trails that also go to a million places. The reason to think about off-roading is not just because it's easily accessible, it's also extremely cheap to get into, although like everything else, as you become more and more specialized, as you get faster, as you become more skilled, the amount of money that you're going to spend on that sport becomes more expensive. 
right? So in theory, if you're just starting out off-roading and you have essentially your street gear and you decide to go off-roading with it, I think you'll be just fine. It's when you start getting faster, when you start getting fast enough to jump the motorcycle and land the motorcycle and stuff that you need to have more equipment on your side. I can tell you right now that I just purchased an off-road gear kit because uh, I approach this problem from the other side. I say, look, I'm 45, I'm not poor, but my ability to heal, my body's ability to heal if I fall off has been compromised by my age and therefore I need to take more precautions. Right? So I spoke to the guys and they said if that's how you're going to approach it then you're going to need good gear and that needs a pair of off-road boots which are a lot more protective than normal boots. They're also very very difficult to use daily because they're so so stiff and so protective. I'm going to need knee braces which are an expensive item on its own. Liat makes them, I think the cheapest one is I think 20,000 rupees, the most expensive one is 40,000 rupees. You're going to need body armor which should usually set you back another 20 to 30,000 rupees. You're going to need a specific kind of helmet because off-road helmets are slow speed helmets so the ventilation is a lot more pronounced there is an eye port without any visor you use goggles instead and blah 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 you'll spend maybe a lakh lakh and a half acquiring all of that equipment but the fact of the matter is this is not required for you to go off-roading this is good for you to go off-roading with as you get faster at this point i'm going to refer to a video that we made with ashish Rarane, the indian privateer who went to the dakar this year and ashish and i spent a day before varun and he spent a day and i told ashish that look if I am zero at off-roading, what do I need to do? And you know the first thing he said? He says you don't need to put your foot out, you don't need a specialist motorcycle and you don't really need specific off-road gear. You need to do three things and all the three things that he told me were free. The first thing, and you can go and see it in the video also, but the first thing he said is learn to stand up and ride and by that he didn't really mean body position as much as the anticipation of what you were going to do next. Okay? When you're sitting on a motorcycle and you open the throttle, there is a kick up in the seat, you're holding the handlebar, you're holding the motorcycle with your knees and thighs, so when the acceleration comes, you get pushed back in the seat a little bit, but it's not really uncomfortable. But when you're standing up, the lever that you're basically projecting out of the motorcycle is much longer, so the forces are much stronger, so therefore you need to anticipate. So the first thing he told me is, learn to lean forward before you open the accelerator, learn to lean back before you hit the brakes, so that your body is already in a position to absorb those forces. That will allow you to stand on the motorcycle longer. Standing on the motorcycle is good for off-roading because it gives you a higher viewpoint onto the track. So you can see further and see what's coming at you and anticipate it better. It's very, very simple. Right? The other thing he said is, again, don't worry about body position. I don't care if you're sitting on the inside of the motorcycle, on the motorcycle normally or on top of the motorcycle like the off-road guys do yet. At that stage, he said, I want you to find the confidence to look up and out of the corner. Right? So if you see in the video, I don't really struggle with it as much as go slowly around corners but I am consciously trying to get my head up to look out of the corner as early as possible so that my vision is as far away as possible which reduces the parallax effect and my sense of speed which is very easy to generate a lot of and fri get frightened by it off-road, all of that is very calm. But what the point I'm making is you didn't need any equipment to do this. Right? When Varun showed up, Varun's ridden more off-road than me, he's faster than me, he's more courageous than me and I would also say that he's younger than me so his ability to fall, bounce, get up and get back on the motorcycle is better than mine. When Varun showed up, the skills became a little bit more involved where there was transition of body movements from one thing to the other, more involved skills and that's the progression of any motorcycling skill that you want to pick up. Right? If you come to our school and do a level 1 uh, program on track with us, the initial skills that we teach you are very simple and anybody can do it. But you come for a level 2 or a level 3 program, then the skills get a little bit more involved, assuming that the basics are covered and that's when you pay a lot more closer attention to more granular details. Right? So, it used to be that 10 years ago going off-roading in India was a huge challenge because you needed an imported motorcycle to do it and an imported motorcycle would be 7, 8, 10 lakh rupees. Right? 
that particular situation hasn't changed. If you buy one of Kawasaki's not road legal dirt bikes or buy them from Suzuki, they are still 7 to 10 lakh rupees, but you don't have to do that. If you're going to start off-roading, an Xpulse will keep you engaged for 6 to 10 months even if you're a really, really rapid learner and you progress through the ranks really quickly where you're basically saying, I am able to max the Xpulse out and now I need something faster. This is not going to happen this year. And this is not only true for people like me who ride a lot of motorcycles but not off-road. This is true for people who have extreme skills on really fast 200 bhp motorcycles trying to get to off-road for the first time. Trust me, you're not going to be able to take that Tiger off-road as easily and as happily as you're going to be able to take an Xpulse. To give you an example from uh, road, I remember when the RC390 came out, this group of people I know from Mumbai, they used to go to BIC a lot and they all had these race prepped uh, 10 hours and you know, liter class motorcycles. At one point, they all also had an RC390 and they basically bought, so they said, uh, it's a small motorcycle and we can mess with it. But then they discovered that messing with the small motorcycle and trying to go fast was almost as much fun, if not as fast, as going fast on the faster motorcycle. Yeah, so that cliche, uh, riding a slow motorcycle fast is more fun than riding a fast motorcycle slowly, it's actually true. And for off-roading, it is actually scary because when you go off-road and traction is inconsistent, something that road riders are not used to dealing with, what happens first is that your sight line falls and comes very close to the motorcycle. That increases your sense of speed and suddenly something silly like 25 or 30 kmph will suddenly feel like 90 kmph. And that's where you become stiff on the motorcycle, everything starts to hurt and your brain is sort of going in overtime, you're sweating a lot. And all of these are just signs of you not being used to this activity. And like Ashish said, the solution is just to raise your eyes and look further away, reduce your sense of speed so that you feel more comfortable with the situation. Like the biggest unlock for me, I was riding the Shoko 300, uh, which is like a mild motorcycle, not a race motorcycle, at a uh, off-road course called Fonjonkers, which the rally raid guys used to practice. And the first time I saw the track and I saw the sand and the rocks and all of that, I sort of stiffened up like this, but 10 minutes later I realized that the tires and the suspension on that motorcycle were doing so much of the heavy lifting that, you know, about half an hour later I was a lot more relaxed on the motorcycle and I was able to enjoy the experience a lot more than being scared of it, right? So what I wanted to run you through today is that if you haven't explored the world of off-roading, you really should because the cheap motorcycles that you can start off-roading with are now here. You don't really need specialist gear until you get quite a bit faster. and most people think of off-roading as jumping and all of these things and you see the race guys do it and that's not necessarily your flavor of off-roading. Uh, my friend Dodo started going off-roading with his friends and now they have a whole bunch of uh, expulses but that's not how they started out. They started off-roading on their Enfields, right? Did they struggle with the Enfields? They did. Did they fall off the Enfields? Yes. Did they hurt themselves? They will never post those stories to Instagram but I'm sure that they hurt themselves. But the fact of the matter is they liked it so much that today they have specific motorcycles for the task which they are out on every single weekend. So clearly there's something there about off-roading, right? To give you a personal example, I'm 45, I've been riding motorcycles for something like 25 years now and I've never even thought of going off-roading and suddenly now uh, it's like a kida in my head saying, no, I need to figure out how this off-roading stuff works and I really want to go and enjoy it. And the one day I spent with Ashish Rarani doing literally three things, leaning forward when I opened the accelerator, leaning backward before I hit the brakes uh, and looking up out of the corners changed my perspective on off-roading entirely. And the other day, I had to ride the Tiger on an off-road stretch and before that I was riding something else on an off-road stretch and it didn't bother me at all. And it didn't bother me in the sense that I went really fast through stuff. It didn't bother me in the sense that I didn't stand up and said, oh crap, now I'm screwed. Which was my usual reaction to going off-road before this. Okay? I also discovered that as you start learning uh, and more appreciating what off-roading does, you pick up a lot of skills that you bring back to the street. Remember, our biggest challenge on the street is what do you do when the traction goes away? 
right? That's where the low sides come from, that's where the high sides come from, that's where the problems of going into a corner and discovering sand and all of those issues lie, right? That's literally every square centimeter of off-roading where the level of traction changes. So the sensitivity to what the motorcycle is doing, your control over what it is doing, the throttle control that you can bring to bear on the subject, your body's memory of how it feels to slide a motorcycle and how to control it, all of those things change and they completely and dramatically change how you ride on the road as well. So, thank you so much for watching this episode of the Powered Podcast. My message to you is if you haven't thought about off-roading, do because I think it's a simple sport, it's a cheap sport to start with and it'll teach you a lot of things that you can use not just off-road but everywhere you go. If you have more questions about this, I may not have the answers to but I promise you I will make the effort to reach out to people like Ashish who go off-roading regularly, to the guys at TVS Racing if I have to, to CS Santosh at Hero and try and get you better answers about how to go off-roading, what to do off-road and all of those things. I would also like to tell you that now in India there are a whole bunch of off-road schools and our friends at Indy Motard who I go to school with at the Throttle Wide Open also have an off-road school that they run in Bangalore at the Big Rock Motor Park. So if you want to pick up off-roading, pick up an Xpulse. Used Xpulses are quite cheap, old impulses are still available. There are really old dirt bikes that you can fix up and use and of course if you have the money you can buy a latest greatest dirt bike. But start. It doesn't require a lot of money, it just requires you to get over the hump saying off-roading scares me. I would say do what Ashish did with me. Go find a field, a small field and go up and down that field standing up on the pegs, accelerating, braking and turning and that alone will dramatically change your perception of it and your feelings about it. Because off-roading, I think it's awesome and if everything goes to plan in 2021 and I hope it will, by the end of this year, I will be able to go off-road. Before I leave you, I want to leave you with one thought. And this was from an Instagram post that I saw somewhere. I'm not able to give credit because I can't remember it. And it basically said that all motorcyclists and all motorcycles go off-road. And most of the time, unless you're in a rally or a race, there's no prize for arriving first. What that means is, let's say that my friend Dodo's been riding off-road for two years now and I just started out and we both have expulses and we both go down the trail. The fact of the matter is, Dodo will get there 20 minutes before me, but I will get there 20 minutes after him but as long as we meet on the other side sit down and have a drink of water and chat about our experiences both of us have succeeded at off-roading okay Dodo's Instagram pictures might look better than mine but it's only Instagram the fact of the matter is you're sitting here looking at a podcast while Dodo and I were out riding and that's the message I want to leave you with get on the motorcycle go ride the motorcycle try off-roading it's awesome fun thank you so much for watching my name is Shumi and this is the Parted Podcast